0: Hey, what's up, y'all? Thanks for listening to the Aaron J. Dodson podcast, and this is 10 Minutes of Apologetics, information brought to you from the Cates Publication, Incorporated, a chart that I received many years ago from which I have taken several of these episodes that you might be able to get your hands on somewhere if you look online, but they're from Daniel Frazier Cates and Cates Publication, Today I want to discuss since God exists. Oh, what a most marvelous and breathtaking thought. What an incredible truth to contemplate very seriously since God exists. There are three ideas that I'm going to try to briefly cover in this 10 minutes of apologetics. Thanks for joining me. I hope this blesses your life. Three things. Since God exists, human life has sanctity, and it makes sense. Number two, since God exists, morality has an objective basis, and it makes sense. Number three, since God exists, man has responsibility, and it makes sense. Let's consider these together. First... Since God exists, human life has sanctity. Human life is most valuable. Human life is more valuable than the life of animals. Animals are beautiful and precious, and they are part of the ecosystem that God created. There is a sense in which we need them. They help feed us and balance the ecosystem. But in the big picture of things, the life of a human being is more valuable than the life of a mosquito. Human life has sanctity, it has value. To argue that from an unbelieving position does not make sense because from an unbelieving atheistic perspective, human life only has sanctity if those in charge or if the strongest that survive, the strongest that stay fit and lead in the fit pack, say so. But no matter who you are where you're from, what you've done, what your background, nationality, language is, from the biblical perspective, since God exists, your life has sanctity. And as such, abortion, the ending of human life while it is in the womb, is tantamount to murder. And that is not surprising to the person who knows the sacred text of God's Word, Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 through 18, these six things the Lord hates, yes, seven are an abomination to Him. Verse 17, hands that shed innocent blood. There's nothing more innocent. There's no human life more innocent than the human life of a baby in the womb. And since it is murder, it is wrong. It was wrong under the Old Covenant system, the Old Bible, and it's wrong under the New Covenant, the New Bible system, as I call it sometimes. Because since God exists, human life has sanctity, and it makes sense because there is a God, and He gave it. Number two, morality, since God exists, morality has an objective basis, and it makes sense. Morality is not based upon Man's subjective conscience. It is not based upon his ability. It is not based upon what man has deemed legal or whether the majority are involved in this or that, such as in the days of Nazi Germany. You remember, you remember World War II? The history of the, of the Nazis? Go back and study what they did. Go back and consider the Nuremberg trials in 1946 where the Allied nations held the Axis powers rely, uh, responsible, I should say, for their atrocious sins and crimes during the war, before and during the war. And the, the nations, the Allied nations, held Nazi Germany uh, responsible and accountable based on, as the Supreme Court Justice Jackson said, On a higher law, there was no law that all the nations agreed upon certain rules, but there was a higher law, and that would be since God exists, morality has an objective basis. It's not based on what the Nazis say. It's not based on what Washington, D.C. says. It's not based on what the President of the United States says. It's not based on what the Supreme Court says. It's not based upon what Aaron J. Dodson says. It's based upon God's inerrant revelation. I think of Matthew 7, 12. Jesus in that most incredible principle That most incredible law said, therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. I think of Ecclesiastes 12, 13 and 14, where the wise Solomon was inspired to write, fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all. You see, morality has an objective basis since God exists. But the unbelieving position, the atheistic position says, no, it's based on what the people say because there's no God. And so morality is not from a tran- transient being it's from the function of the human mind what we have come to believe or accept over time and folks we know where that takes us that we know where that leads us it leads us to where we are now as a society of people that leads us to nazi germany that leads us to the atrocities of other nations uh, in past generations and in our current generation but god exists folks and morality has an objective basis. And it's not whoever's in charge decides or whatever the wishes and whelms and lusts and desires of people are. No, they are the truths and the principles that come from a transient God, a God who is above the universe, who sits on the circle, uh, sits above the circle of the earth, as Isaiah wrote. So since God exists, human life has sainted Sanctity, and it makes sense. Since God exists, morality has an objective basis, and it makes sense because it comes from an eternal God who knows all and sees all and is all wise. And number three, since God exists, mankind has responsibility, and it makes sense. God has instructed mankind in regard to salvation, he has said that we must seek him. Hebrews eleven six, the Hebrews writer wrote, But without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Mankind is responsible. Acts chapter seventeen, verse thirty. The great apostle Paul preached in the center of worldly wisdom in Athens, Greece, in the first century, and said, Acts seventeen thirty. Truly, these times of ignorance, God overlooked, but now commends all people everywhere to repent because he has appointed a day on which he would judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained. He has given assurance of this to all by raising him from the dead. We are responsible. We are responsible as mankind to come to God, to seek him and that culminates in repenting of our sins because we believe that Jesus is God's son And arising, getting up, and washing away our sins by being baptized, calling on the name of the Lord. How do I call on the name of the Lord? By getting up and being baptized and washing away my sins. But people can't wash away their sins. We are passively active in doing such when we get up and we submit to God's ordinance to have our sins washed away. Acts twenty two sixteen. 16. We are responsible to do that. God will not do that for us. If we wish to receive God's blessings, we must obey whether we appreciate God's blessings or not. <laughs> we must obey because we are accountable. We have responsibility. And I have only detailed our responsibility coming before God. I've not talked about our responsibility before mankind as a whole. And it makes sense. We don't have responsibility if there is no God. We are our own gods, and we can do whatever. And whatever you say is what is right, and whatever I say is right, you have your truth, I have my truth. You can't make me, I can't make you. And then it turns back into only the strongest survive. The people in charge make the rules. And folks, that is chaos and death. Since God exists, we are responsible. I hope you got something out of this. It was supposed to be 10 minutes. It's been 11, so don't hang me for that. But hey, I hope you got something out of this. Thanks for joining me for 10 minutes of apologetics since God exists. If you enjoyed this, please share it. God bless, and I'll catch you next time.